0: And we are back. Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse Mappati. Yes, I know. It's been a a month since I've done a podcast. You guys realize between June and July, nothing really is going on in sports. Are we really going to talk about the Cincinnati Reds? Reds are bad. And FC Cincinnati is doing well. And I am keeping track of them. But... I think a lot of people want to hear my takes on the Bengals Cincinnati Bearcats football and football seasons on the corner, and this is Bengals started training camp this past week. I am so excited because now this podcast is going to be consistent. I'm so excited! So, like I said, this is night. Bengals are back in session. Training camp begin this past week for all NFL teams and. This means that this podcast will be on regularly. I'm going to put in contact, content pretty much every week. Okay, I probably one podcast to start every week. And then once we get into the season, it's going to be podcasts on podcasts on podcast episodes. So get ready for that. Podcast is always on Spotify. Y'all, I'm trying to get this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I know some of you do have Apple Podcasts, but I didn't know where to go when it comes to certain podcasts is... Spotify, so just download the Spotify app, okay, and I'm looking forward to just the NFL season, looking forward to college football season, this podcast we're going to basically just focus on the Cincinnati Bengals, the next podcast we're going to dive into Cincinnati Bearcats football, and then we're just going to just be from now till February, hopefully the Bengals will be back in the Super Bowl in February. This podcast is just going to be off the charts. I'm looking forward to it. Lots of content, like I said, and I'm looking forward to just bringing that to you guys. So, Bengals training camp began. And I think the big story is is that Joe Burr, the Bengals quarterback, star quarterback, QB1, 9, whatever, isn't there because last Wednesday, Joe Burr had emergency appendix surgery. Now... I think everyone in the five one three area code was googling the timetable of, of when somebody, whenever they get their appendix out, how long until they come back to certain activities and jobs and etc. Guys, listen. When I heard this last Wednesday, I wasn't tripping like pretty much most of social media was, especially on Twitter. Like as soon as I saw that round, I believe it was around like twelve thirty. So I was in my lunch break at work. And I got a little buzz notification on my Twitter account. It says, Bengals quarterback Joe Burr had to have emergency appendix surgery. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it sucks that he won't have a normal training camp because you figured the COVID year, that was just a crazy year. And then last year with him recovering from his knee surgery. So Burr really hasn't had a normal training camp since he arrived in the NFL and arrived in Cincinnati. So I'm not too hung up as as some people are. He's going to be fine. He's going to be back in at least, they're saying two weeks at minimum. And last year, he he didn't play in any preseason games. Do you want Joe Burrow playing in any preseason games at all? Pretty sure he did pretty fine last year, without playing no games. Okay, as he was as he was getting back from having his ACL and MCO torn, you know, in his rookie season. So he's going to be fine. The Bengals should not have Burr play at all in the preseason. It's only three games. So what's the risk? The risk is, is that if you put him out there, you know, you're risking it all. So I think the Bengals are going to be smart. Zach Taylor's. Said on Saturday that Burr, the surgery from Burr went well and that he's given Burr the space, his time, and privacy, which is very understandable. He needs that. And you know, Burr is studying, you know, he's working to get back. And we're going to see Burr out there in the next like week or two. So, Joe, listen, I've been trying to, okay, guys, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm trying to get Joe Burrow on this podcast. It's a long shot, okay? It's almost a long shot at me trying to win the 1.2 billion mega million lottery. But for the last, let's see, we're going on day 75. Every day, I'll go to Joe Burrow's Instagram account, go on on his messages board, and I'll just type in day whatever, blah, 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 blah. And day one, I just said that, hey, man. I want you to get, I want you to get you on my podcast, my low budget ass podcast, hopefully in the future. And I'm just going to keep DMing you every single day until that becomes a reality. Now, I think I have a better shot at that than winning that mega lottery, billion dollar whatever thing. So I think we all need to, that's another story. So yeah, yeah. I've been messaging Joe Burrow for the last almost two months. Whatever, I'm crazy, but hey, I'm gonna make it happen. All right? I'm gonna keep grinding, but <clears throat> he's gonna be fine, guys, okay? I think it's good that he's having this surgery now than during the season, where if he had this appendix surgery, he had to miss a couple of games, okay? This happened in July. I'd rather happen in July than in, you know, late December when the Bengals are battling for. Playoff seedings, a playoff spot, whatever it is. So he's going to be fine, okay? Doctor said at least two weeks. He'll be back in the practice field, just ease his way back, and we're going to see nine in a uniform real soon, practicing with the big team, okay? He's going to be okay, all right? Okay, guys, we're good? We're good? City Cincinnati fans, we're good? All right, exhale. All right, let's see. What else we need to talk about? Oh, yeah. Jesse Bates' Watch. All right, the Bengals safety obviously did not report the camp, as the Bengals are, the Bengals and him are still trying to figure out his contract, and you know Jesse Bates wants to get paid, and his agent wants Bates to be paid as one of the top safeties in the league when it comes to safety money, and I I understand that, you know. At first, I'm like, damn Jesse, just like, just show up, man, like. I get that you want to get your money, but, hey, you're being a little selfish. But now looking back, it's like, you know what? I understand what Bates is doing. He wants to play for the Bengals. He really does. He's not, like, being selfish. He's just looking out for himself because, you know, if I'm Jesse Bates, it's like, I want to get my money. I believe I'm, like, the best player in my position. I deserve that higher money higher money value. Of course. Like, like, who wouldn't? Like, I understand where, where Bates is coming from. I think his agent's a little bit, you know... <laughs> his agent can be a little bit, you know, out there. But I understand he's trying to take care of his clients. So I I, I get that from that aspect. But, I don't know. It's kind of... I think Jesse Bates' agent is also T Higgins' agent. And T Higgins, once his rookie contract... Is up. He's going to be up for an extension, so that should be an adventure in the next two years. But, anyways, I think Bates will be playing for the Bengals this season. I don't think he's going to report to camp. I think Bates will probably report to the team, you know, the week leading up to the first game of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, we'll see. I think Bates will play this season because you look at it that you don't want to sit out the whole season because basically this year is like your audition year because you want to play this year because you want to, you know, obviously have your best season yet. And then next off season somebody will pay you a lot. So I know the Bengals want to pay Jesse, but obviously the Bengals are looking into the future of paying Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, so that's why they haven't paid Jesse Bates the big butts the big the big butts the big bucks that Jesse Bates and this agent wants. so it's a tough situation, and Jesse Bates was such important value to this team last year in the postseason. I mean he's the reason why the Bengals beat the chiefs in the AFC title game where he had that play in overtime where Mahomes was looking at looking for Tyreek Hill and Bates deflected the pass and right in the hands of Von Bell and Bell picked it off. Jesse Bates had the interception, the first play in the AFC divisional playoff game against the Tennessee Titans around Tannehill. And then Jesse Bates had that nice play he had in the wild card game against the Las Vegas Raiders where Derek Carr looked for Hunter Renfro. Renfro caught it, and then Bates deflected the ball, you know, in the last minute. So, and also Jesse Bates had an interception in the Super Bowl against Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. So, even though his regular season was average, he was a big contributor in the playoffs. Like, he was one of the best players on the Bengals' team, offense and defense, in the Bengals' Super Bowl run last year. So, Bengals need Bates this year. The Bengals want to get back in the Super Bowl and hopefully hoist the Lombardi trophy. So I'm hoping that he'll play this year. I think he will. I think Bates really wants to play for the Bengals. He loves his teammates. He loves the city. He loves the fans. The Bengals drafted him out of Wake Forest. So yes, I think he will play this year. I think he'll report to camp. I mean, he'll report to the team you know, opening week leading up to the Steelers game. So, that's my take on the Jesse Bates situation. And Bengals fans, I think you need to relax, okay? It's not like he doesn't want to play for this team. Bates won obviously gets his money, okay? For your position, you understand why. So, he will be a Bengal this year. Probably for the last time this year. But, you know what? We're going for the ring this year. So, yeah. So, stuff that occurred in training camp this past week. Listen, man. I remember last year during training camp when the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase. And Chase had the issues with the drop passes. And, well, like, wow, the Bengals really drafted a receiver with their fifth overall pick. Really? And he keeps dropping passes. But in this camp, well, obviously Jamar Chase proved it last year with having one of the best rookie seasons as a receiver ever in the NFL. Dude, Chase has been catching passes nonstop all camp so far this week. This past week, like one-handed catches, over the back catches, like he's making it look easy. Just seeing the videos, the videos of him just catching every pass. I'm just like, man, who the Bengals? Bengals got really. They got a good one, Jamar Chase. Like this is gonna be year two for him, and I. Think it's just the best is yet to come for him. Whew. like. I feel so bad, just like pretty much half of of us Bengals fans when we were dogging him (laughs) for the season last year and pretty much dogging the Bengals for drafting Chase because when he was having those drop passes during training camp and then preseason games, I'm thinking to myself, you really drafted the receiver and we didn't draft the O-line to protect Joe Burr. We didn't draft Sewell. But now looking back, I'm like, Jamar Chase is a difference maker. He is a difference maker on the offense when it comes to big plays, explosive plays down the field, just his athleticism, his speed, and his awareness. And he's very strong, low-key. He's a very strong receiver. So he's only going to get stronger. Dude's only 22. And also, shout-out to Madden. Actually, not shout-out to Madden. Madden had their player ratings, right? It came out about a week and a half ago. And Jamar Chase was rated the 18th best receiver in the game. Rated, I believe, number 87, I believe. Which, I don't really care about ratings in Madden because I don't play that game because Madden's whack. I don't think John Madden's whack. I think the game is whack. Rest in peace, John Madden. I don't like Madden. I don't really play a lot of video games anyways, okay? Cause I don't really have time I don't really have a lot of time for that. But when I saw that Jamar Chase was rated number number eighty seven and rated the 18th best receiver, I was like, damn. Just give this man more motivation. I know it's a video game, but still. Jamar Chase is is a top three receiver in the NFL. You're gonna rate him number eighty seven in Madden? If I had to rate Jamar Chase, he's a 90, I believe he's a 93, and he's only going to get better. So yeah, Madden, I don't know, whoever does the rating system for for that stuff when it comes to Madden NFL, um, yeah, kind of messed up on that, but I don't play the game, so I don't really care, but yeah, you can add more motivation to Jamar Chase. So, like I said, the best is yet to come. Looking forward to see what year two Jamar Chase is going to do, for sure. Hayden Hurst, the Bengals' new tight end that they signed for a one-year deal over the offseason. So far in camp, he's been one of the the eyes that everybody's been open up to during the first week of training camp. And Hayden Hurst, he's built almost like a receiver. And the video I've seen so far in camp that he's just catching passes and he's very athletic for his size and he's definitely a he's definitely an upgrade over CJ Uzama. Now, I like CJ. I liked what he did for the Bengals culture last year, being that voice, being that guy, that you know, that pump up speaker guy. You know, he had his best season last year and, you know, we were all we were always obviously, well, obviously appreciative of CJ for seven years here in Cincinnati. I know the comments he made about Joe Burr, the Bengals, how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna pay Joe Burr, blah blah blah. You know, looking back, I was like, I was a little like CJ, come on man, you don't have to be salty, don't be a Carson Palmer 2.0, dude. Don't be. And I like CJ. And obviously he wanted to stay in Cincinnati. Obviously he wanted to get paid. But the Bengals weren't gonna pay him because we have bigger players to to pay in the future. But It's okay, CJ. I know you're salty, but just got to move on. You're in the Jets. I think the Jets are an up-and-coming team. And New York media is going to love you, CJ. So you don't have to talk about the Bengals anymore. Okay, move on. Okay, Bengal fans, don't hate on CJ. Okay, he did a lot for this organization. He endured the pain. And he did a lot for this team last year during the Super Bowl run. So we don't have to hate on CJ. It's okay that he's salty okay, we have to be sorry that he had to say those stuff about us, but let's move on because I think Hayden Hurst is going to be an upgrade over CJ Uzama, most definitely. I think Hayden Hurst is going to help Joe Burrow so much, especially in the red zone where the Bengals offense struggled a lot last year in the red zone, especially in the playoffs, especially in the Super Bowl. So, I'm looking forward to see what Hayden Hurst is going to do. He's going to be one of those players that's going to just help Joe Burrow so much. So much, and Joe Burrow finally is going to get a tight end with, with Hayden Hose, with Hayden Hurst. So, looking forward to that. Now, obviously, when training camp begins for all NFL teams, the defense is always ahead of the offense. Now, with Joe Burrow being out recovering from his appendix surgery, Brandon Allen, the Bengals' backup quarterback, is going to be ramming the reins of the first team offense. And so far in week one, defense is picking off allen defense is just swimming to the football okay that's used that's that's expected okay that's that's what training camp is defense is always ahead of the offense, so I would not freak out about it, okay and I don't know why a lot of n f l fans when it comes to their teams do that. It's like you guys need to realize that. <laughs> Offense I think it takes time to gel, especially when you've been gone for the last like two months. So obviously the defense is just gonna be flying through the football, they're gonna be cackling well, they're gonna be hitting you, obviously they're gonna be confrontation. That's normal. So I ain't tripping about it. When I saw that Von Bell picked up Brandon Allen for two straight practices, I'm like, Okay. Okay, that's fine. I'm not tripping about it, so yeah. So let's let's chill out about that, okay? Also, Leal Collins, the Bengals right tackle, who the Bengals signed off season from the Dallas Cowboys, he has not been practicing at all because he had a back injury that he suffered about a week ago. And that's a little concern on the Bengals front. I think Zach Taylor said that Collins will be okay. But that's a little concerning. Um, Collins did say that he wants to play every game this season, so I'm hoping that the Bengals will keep him out and that you know he'll be able to recover recover from this back injury. They're saying it's not it's not worse. It's not going to be a significant injury that's going to keep him out for a while. I think we're just the I think the Bengals are just being cautious, which is very understandable. And Collins is such a big piece to the new offensive line the Bengals have with Ted and with Alex. So I hope Collins recovers well and that he'll be ready for week one against the Steelers on September 11th. So keep an eye on that as training camp goes on. Now, any injuries that happened in the past week of training camp? Well, my receiver, Mike Thomas, had a left knee injury he was he was limping a little bit after practice, after I believe it was day one or day two. They said that Thomas was going to be okay. And then rookie defensive end Jeffrey Gunter out of Costa Carolina had a leg injury after day three of practice. And I was a little bit kind of concerned about it because I really liked this pick. I think Gunter is going to be an impact player on this team this year. And when I heard that he hurt his leg towards the end of practice, I was like, Oh, no, this is not good. But Bengals did say this weekend that Gunter going to be okay and that he just needs a couple of days to rest and that he'll be back in the practice front this, this week, this coming week. So that's good news. That's good news. So Gunter going to be okay. So those are the two injuries that happened in week one of training camp. Now, the Bengals' first-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, that will be Dax Hill. Safety out of Michigan. He's already having a good camp so far, and uh, the coaches said that he's already picking up the defensive schemes just like that. And he's obviously going to make an impact on this team this year. Now, Dax Hill did say that Jesse Bates texted him after the Bengals' first camp. This is what he said: He said, "It's a blessing to be out there taking the first day of camp with everything. It's exciting." And if there's anything you need, just reach out to me. And that's just Jesse Bates being a good teammate. Now, a lot of people are saying like, hmm, Jesse Bates is like probably a little worried that Dax Hill is just, you know, just picking up the defensive scheme just like that. So, you know, he's just going to reach out to him. But I I think that's just Bates being a good teammate. I like that. And also Hill said that Bates has reached out to him several other times, and he plans to sit down with him and watch film and pick his brain a little bit to try to get him some tips. I love that. I love that. I think that's just Bates being the leader that he is, and he's still working with a team. He's still communicating with Zach Taylor. He's still communicating with his teammates every single day. So it's not like Bates is ignoring his team. It's not like he's ignoring his coaches, okay? He's in constant communication with the team, Every single day, which is which is good. Like I said in the beginning, Bates wants to be here and Bates likes his team. Okay. So that's cool. And I think Hill is gonna be really good for us. And also we got um Believe it's Tyler Anderson out of Toledo, the cornerback we got from Toledo, and he's really good too. So yeah, the Bengals are the Bengals are okay when it comes to the defense and the cornerbacks, and the safeties. So, if we don't have Bates, I think Dax Hill will definitely fill in the position. As a rookie, yes, I think Dax Hill is going to be that good for us. Yes, from day one, he's going to be that good. So, looking forward to that. So, the Bengals had a luncheon this last week with the media. Owner Mike Brown was there. Zach Taylor was there. This was Mike Brown's take on Jesse Bates. He said, on Bates, he's a good guy. He likes him. He's a good player. We tried to extend him, but we weren't able to get there. I regret that we didn't. We'll have another chance at the end of the season. And I believe Mike Brown as crazy that sound because I believe Mike Brown wanted to sign Jesse Bates and give him that contract, but they had they they weren't able to get into they weren't able to get to the, you know, an, an agreement on the money aspects. Also, Mike Brown said that we see the train coming when it comes to contract extensions with Joe Burrow and receivers, including Tyler Boyd. He said that Tyler Boyd, they want to sign Burrow, obviously, Chase, T, but also Tyler Boyd. I thought Boyd was going to be the the lone man out on that. So when Brown said that, I was like, that's, that's interesting right there. So he's really serious, and I love that. I can't blame my whole perspective. Of Mike Brown has changed. I don't bash the guy anymore. I don't. I used to in the past. But not anymore. So. That was really cool when he said that. And. Damn. It's crazy how winning does. You know. Winning. Winning does a lot. Winning changes. A lot of your perspective. And just a lot of things. And. I'm telling you. When you draft Joe Burr, a player like that, your whole mentality changes when it comes to how you run things and what type of players you get on a certain team because because you know Joe Burr demands winning. He wants to win championships. He wants to make his team better. He changes a culture. He changed he did that with LSU. Like he took that team and then in year two in this final season had the best college football season ever as a quarterback and took LSU undefeated and they won a the national title. And then in year two as a Bengals quarterback took the Bengals to the Super Bowl and should have won the game. So yeah, everybody's perspective, everybody's everybody's mindset changes, man. It's crazy. When you get a, like a generational prayer, like Joe Burr, like you can't you can't mess that up cannot mess that up. So it's cool to see Mike Brown's mindset change. And obviously, the works of Katie Blackburn and Duke Tobin has been a big help. And just seeing them change the Bengals culture in just two years like that, it's, it's crazy. And also the mindset of Zach Taylor as well. So it's cool. It's very cool. So here are the five underrated things that I'm going to look for in the Bengals training camp. Dax Hill's development. See what he's gonna do. I think he's gonna be just great for the Bengals in the future. I think he's gonna make an impact, like I said, from day one. The new look offensive line with Collins and Kappa and Ted. Looking forward to that. The Bengals second round pick, Cam Taylor Britt's potential. I I think him and Daxil are gonna make the the immediate impact from day one. Taylor britts I think he's gonna be the difference maker. Like, he is so athletic. The way he like the way his athleticism, when he catches passes and he turns around his body and stuff, it's just like he's so dynamic and he's so quick to his feet. He has such good hands. Cam Taylor Britt, the Bengals second round pick out of Nebraska. Really good. He's going to be really good for the Bengals. Such an underrated pick. Such an underrated pick. And then year three of T. Higgins. T. Higgins has gained some muscle. Apparently, T. Higgins has grown an inch, which I'm like, okay, that's. A scary for the league. And T. Higgins has one of the best hands in the NFL. So lengthy. And he, the way he catches those difficult passes just makes it so easy because of his length, because of his great hands. So I'm looking forward for year three of T. And also, is this the potential breakout year for Chris Evans, the running back slash kick returner out of Michigan? Obviously, you going to have Joe Mixon. Finally, Mixon's going to have an offensive line. But I think Chris Evans is going to make a difference in offense. If he can make that next jump in his game this year, whew, that Bengals offense is going to even going to take off even more. So I'm expecting a big season out of Chris Evans. So, yeah, that's the Bengals training camp for week one. And then I'm just going to break down what's going to happen pretty much every week leading up to the first, the first preseason game and then leading up to the opener against the Steelers. So that's, I'm just looking forward to just knocking down Bengals, Bengals content on this podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. This past Saturday, the Bengals had fans at Paul Brown Stadium to watch their live training camp practice session. NFL Network and ESPN was there. It's kind of crazy that the big networks were there for the Bengals training camp practice session. It's crazy what winning does, right? The Bengals had 28,000 283 fans at Pro Brown Stadium. They probably had even more on Saturday. And that's crazy. For a training camp session, that's the most ever probably in Bengals training camp history. So that, that's really, it's really cool to see that. And just to see the city just excited for this Bengals team. Just excited after that Super Bowl run where they should have won, obviously. But just excited that they finally have a winner. They finally have a winner in this city. You taking notes, Reds? Are you? Probably not. But here are the things that happened on Saturday during that practice session. Evan McPherson, he had a 65-yard field goal like it's nothing to end the practice. He could have hit that from 70. And McPherson, he's only going to get better. Like that, He's such a weapon. He is such a key factor. He was a key factor in the Bengals making that run last year. Hitting four field goals in the wild card game against the Raiders. Hitting the walk off field goals to beat the Titans and the Chiefs. Hit a field goal in the hit a couple of field goals in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Like he is such a weapon. And there's a reason why the Bengals dropped him in the fifth round out of Florida in last year's NFL draft. Yeah. What a weapon McPherson's is. DJ Reeder, the Bengals defensive tackle, took a vet day off, so that's just normal. So he's gonna be okay. And then one of the highlights from the practices on Saturday, running back Joe Mixon took a handoff. He went 75 yards to the end zone to show off for the fans a little. He did his trademark, you know, the big stepper dance he does every time. You don't know what Mixon's going to do with his touchdown celebration. Dude like to dance a lot. I really love that he loves the, the game of football. He loves to have fun. I mean, he do just dances a lot. But I expect a big year out of Mixon with an approve off the line finally and he's finally going to go to the next level with help from his offensive line because he's going to have better players blocking for him. So looking forward for mixing this year and and yeah, that I'm just this Bengals season is going to be knock on wood the best season yet to come and we just got to get QB9 healthy. And we all just got to stay healthy. It's obviously going to be a tough schedule for the Bengals. Nobody's going to be creeping on us anymore. You know, we're obviously de-hunted because we're defending AFC champions. But I still feel like the Bengals are under the radar because not a lot of people are talking about them. A lot of people are talking about, obviously, the Rams because they are the defending Super Bowl champs. A lot of people are talking about the Buffalo Bills as being the best team in the AFC Kansas City Chiefs, the LA Chargers, Denver Broncos, you don't really hear a lot about the Bengals. And when you do hear about the Bengals, it's about, well, are the Bengals going to take a step down after their Super Bowl run last year? Are the Bengals going to miss the playoffs? The Bengals won't win the division, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of funny that the Bengals are flying under the radar, even though they are defending AFC champions. It's funny, but you know what? I'd rather have it this way. All right, that's it for this podcast. We're going to have another podcast next week on week two of the Bengals training camp. I think you guys want me to talk about the Cincinnati Reds and what they've been doing. Well, they traded Luis Castillo to the Seattle Manors for three of the Manors' top prospects. I don't really doubt. I will dive into that in another podcast because... If, Hey, you just don't know what the Reds are going to do you really trust the Reds really Reds fans out there do you trust the Reds when it comes to this rebuilding process for like the 10,000th time do you really trust them do you trust the Castellanis a lot of people think this is a great trade for the Reds because of the of the haul they got of the Mariners top prospects but do you really trust the Reds because those prospects for the Manners, yes, they're gonna be there. They have potential, but they're not ready for the for the next two to four years. You know, so when they're ready, by then it'll be around two thousand and twenty-five, twenty-six. What the Reds are they gonna trade? India, Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson, Nick Lodolo, like it, it, Hunter Green, like you. you, you it's like, yes. I know people want us to be optimistic, but you could have done a lot for Luis when it comes to giving giving him like talent around him because this team was in a playoff position last year. Okay, they were they were a good team last year. If it weren't for the collapse in September, the the Reds would have made the playoffs. Okay, so you trade away Jesse Winker. Trade away Suarez, trade away Tucker Bonhart. You wave Wade Miley. You pretty much let Nick Castellanos go, and you let Luis Castillo go. Like, and you're trying to rebuild. Like, that's why I want to save my Reds rant for future podcasts. Because I want this podcast to be positive because we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals are actually positive news when it comes to the sports city. So I'm going to save that Reds rant for a future podcast. And on our next podcast, like I said, we're going to talk about the Bengals training camp recap of week two. And I'm also going to dive into Cincinnati Bearcats football because college football season is about to start real soon. Bearcats football team will be heading to higher ground. That's in Indiana. That's usually where they take all the teams to Indiana and pretty much have practices and have. that's pretty much where they do their team bonding before they start practices at Nippert. The Bearcats first game of the season will be on September 3rd at Arkansas. Arkansas is a good team. Arkansas will probably rank in the top 20 in the polls this year to start off this year. So, Yeah, football season is on the way. I'm looking forward to it. This podcast is going to be jumping. And I'm looking forward to just providing you guys with more and more and more content. All right? So I'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a great week. And I'm out. Peace.